All right. Good evening, everyone. Hopefully everyone is having a blessed evening as we are. As always, we'd like to say praise the Lord. Thank the Lord for another day in the land of the living and another chance to get our acts together. Today is August 19th, 2021 and week 133. And it, it feels good to be back in front of the camera. I know to you guys, we've been on Facebook and on the podcast every Thursday evening. But the last three weeks were pre-recorded, So it's been just about a month since we've been in front of the camera. It's, it's great. To be back in front and to be able to answer you guys questions and interact with y'all and hopefully we can see you guys chat we're using something new here and i have the window open so hopefully that works but if you comment and we don't acknowledge it we're not ignoring you it probably just isn't showing up so if you're new around here welcome to joy in the midst of the storm this is a program where we like to do weekly live stream bible studies and shortly upload audio versions to every major podcast platform shortly thereafter and if you've been with us for a while as we always like to say welcome back thank you guys for tuning in week in and week out trying to hear what thus says the lord now as you can see from the title we'll be talking about why baptism and we talk about this so much one of our a couple of our very first messages were being born again part one and being born again part two and each one of those was about two hours long and we still only scratched the surface because there is all throughout the bible it would be impossible to sit here within an hour or an hour or even two hours to cover everything there is about it now this is such a, a debate a highly debated topic but there is no debate when it comes to what god says some people say we need to get baptized some people say that we don't and both groups say this is what god told me so our job is to try to see which side is right so hopefully hopefully we help some of you all of you guys out we enlighten you help open your understanding to something you may not know something your church may not have taught so without any further ado i'm going to pass it over to minister tony banks so we can go ahead and get started with this evening's message i hope you guys get something out of it thank you very much melvin before we get too ahead of ourselves, we uh, like to start by saying a prayer. Uh, it's one of the uh, most important things we can do is pray. So uh, if you guys are at a place where you can join in this prayer with us, we definitely encourage you to do so. Gracious Lord, thank you for yet again another opportunity. Lord, we thank you for being so merciful, so kind, so loving, so forgiving, Lord. You did so much for us, Lord. Help us always to remember what you did. Help it not to slip uh, from our remembrance. Lord, we're asking that you would just continue to lead and guide us into all truth. Lord, that you would continue to bless us even though we don't deserve it, Lord. Help us just to be humble. Help us to be thankful, Lord. And just continue to give us the right mindset, Lord, the mindset that we need to be saved. Lord, we're asking that you would be with our family members, our loved ones, uh, so many people who need you, our unsaved family members uh, as well. So many people who need you, Lord, we're asking that you would uh, put yourself on their mind, that you would draw them to you. Uh, because we know we can't save anyone, Lord. It takes you. It takes you to intervene in situations. It takes you to... Uh, just intervene in someone's life so lord we're asking that you would just do that the same way that you did for us lord because we know at one point of our lives we were running we were going astray and so lord we're asking that you would do the same thing uh, for someone else uh, for those people that are around us for those that we've been trying to witness to and help and uh, those who were who are just continuing to reject you lord we know that you have the power that you can turn their minds around and they can turn their lives around. So, Lord, we're asking all of these blessings. Lord, we're also uh, asking that no matter what happens to us in this life, that you will continue to remind us that there is a reason to have joy. No matter what's going wrong, no matter what didn't go the way we planned it, Lord, help us to remember there's a reason to have joy no matter what. So, Lord, we're asking all these blessings in your precious name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. So, uh, Melvin brought us in, as always, uh, again, as Melvin said, we are happy to be back live uh, because it has been far too long. Uh, but, you know, it's a blessing from God for us to have this opportunity because uh, we we didn't have to be here. You know, so many things could have happened to us over the days, uh, over the months, whatever. Uh, but. Nevertheless, God blessed us and he saw fit to bring us back to this uh, to another live stream Bible study again. So we do want to give honor and thanks to him first and foremost. And tonight 
we're we're talking about baptism. That's the reason the question says, why baptism? Why? What's so important about it? What's what makes it special? Uh, I was talking to uh, someone and they began to talk about how they had grew up hearing that, you know, it's not something that's necessary. It's not required. You know, it's, it's nothing wrong with it. it's good, but you don't necessarily need it. And so I said, man, you're talking to the right one now, because that's what I love to find out. I love to find out about God. I love to learn things about him. And so whatever topic, uh, especially those that are highly uh, debated, highly uh, discussed, uh, things that are important for our salvation, I want to know. And so when it comes to baptism, I want all of us to know uh, and just like I discussed with uh, someone, you know, it's about accepting what you find. So many times we want to know the truth, but honestly, we don't want to know the truth. Because if it goes against what it is we want to believe, then we're going to automatically reject it. And that's our human nature. We don't want to accept certain things. But when it comes to God, we have to be open. We have to be willing to see, Lord, is this what your will is? Not my will, but thy will. And so I'm hoping tonight that someone who is hungering and thirsting after righteousness, uh, that you would be filled. I know you'll be filled if you actually are, uh, if you actually have a thirst for it. So we're going to move to the book of John chapter one and let's pick it up here. Let's actually start at verse 31. Let's start at verse 31. And I knew him not, but that he should be made manifest to Israel. Now, this is John the Baptist talking, John the baptizer talking. Now, I went here first because something that came to my mind just thinking about this topic is the reason God sent John John the baptizer the reason God sent him so we're going to read this now John is talking he says and I knew him not he's talking about Jesus but that he should be made manifest made known to Israel uh-huh therefore Am I come baptizing with water? Now he's come baptizing with water. Let's keep going here. And John bare record saying, I saw the spirit descending from heaven like a dove and it abode upon him. Now this is when he's seen Jesus. We know the scripture declares this. We're not going to get into that. This is what, what he saw when he baptized Jesus. Now, I want to get to this next first, though. Go ahead, Melvin. And I knew him not. Says it again. He said, I didn't know him, though. I didn't know he was the one who was going to be the Messiah. Go ahead. But he that sent me to baptize with water. Now, that's so important for us to catch that. He said, he that sent me to baptize with water. Now, he's talking about God. God sent him to baptize with water. God chose John to baptize with water. He sent him to do this. You know, anytime we send somebody to do something, else, you know, we think that's important. <laughs> we say, didn't I tell you to go and do X, Y, and Z? Why, why didn't you do it? I asked you. If you send somebody to the store to do something for you, you said, look, I want you to go to the store, pick up me three shirts. If they come back home with pants, you get upset. You said, didn't I tell you to go to the store and get me some shirts? You know, whatever you send someone to do, you expect them to do the job. What you send them for, is it not necessary? See, people try to down talk baptism. <laughs> They say it's not necessary. 
Well, now you keep that same mindset the next time you send someone to do something and they don't do it. (laughs) Don't get upset with them. Just say, well, it's not necessary what I told you. But we don't think that way because surely what we send someone to do is important. And Jesus even told John this. We find John the Baptist. When he recognized Jesus came to him to be baptized, he said, I'm not even worthy to untie your shoestrings in our turn. He said, I'm not worthy to do this. Jesus says, suffer it to be so. We must do this. It's important for us to do this because we have to fulfill the scriptures, fulfill all righteousness. This makes it. He's telling John, it's necessary for you to do this. It's necessary. Why? Because Jesus is the way he came to show us the way we need to do things. So now if it were necessary for Jesus to be baptized, a sinless man, how much more is it necessary for you and I? Us who have committed so many transgressions, so many sins. How much more is it necessary for us? So John said. And I knew him not, but he that sent me to baptize with water. Go ahead, Melvin. The same said unto me, upon whom thou shalt see the spirit descending and remaining on him. The same as he which baptized with the Holy Ghost. He said, God told me. Before he sent me to baptize with water, he told me how I would know who the Messiah is. So. He was able to pick up on some things because God told him. So now I have to believe if God sent him specifically for this job, that makes it necessary. That means it's important. See, I I just don't find God waste time. You know, we waste a lot of time in our lives. But I don't find God waste time. He sends people to do necessary things. So now I want to go back. And I want to look at one thing in the Old Testament. Before we go back to see what Peter said, I want to go to Exodus chapter two. Exodus chapter two. And let's pick up verse 10 here. See, God sent John the Baptist. That makes it important. Again, I don't find God waste time. I don't find him do that. I don't find it. He sent John the Baptist to baptize because it was important. See, everything that God tells us to do, it's important. He told God, excuse me, God told John to go and do that. So you find so many people coming out to his baptism, Pharisees, Sadducees. So many people, publicans, he wrote it. Everybody came out to his baptism. So that makes it important. But I want to go back before we come back to the New Testament. I want to go back and just see how water. See, God has been using water throughout time and we've talked about it, but we're going to talk about it again. He's used water throughout centuries, generations to save. You know, water say water saving our lives every day. <laughs> it's saving our lives every day. And we still will say with our lips, water don't save anybody. <laughs> and every day we're reaching for a glass of something with some water in it. Because we need that to survive. Every day, I hope every other day or something, we're going to our bathroom. If you have been blessed and privileged enough to do so, to take a bath, take a shower so the water can save you. To clean you up. See, we're using water all the time, preparing food. We're using water. You know what happens when you start seeing food? You start salivating at the mouth. 
water starts. <laughs> Your mouth just gets all watery inside. I know it's other chemicals mixed in it. But try doing that with no water in your system. It won't happen. You'll have a dry mouth. I don't care how much food you see. See, water is saving you. In every phase of life, water is saving you. So I want to go back to the beginning, to the book of Exodus chapter 2, and I want to look at Moses. Let's pick up verse 10 here, Melvin, if you will. And the child grew. Now, this is Moses. At this point, he was a child and he was growing. I know he drank some water. He was growing. Go ahead, man. And she brought him unto Pharaoh's daughter. Mm -hmm. And he became her son. Now, this became Pharaoh's daughter's son. But how did he become that? Because at one point, we find in the scripture that Pharaoh wanted to kill all the Hebrew male children. He didn't want them to continue to spread. So how does it get from the point that Pharaoh would want to kill this baby who is Moses? How did it get from that point to him being Pharaoh's daughter's son? Let's read. And she called his name Moses. Now she gave him. Now look at who gave Moses his name. Pharaoh's own daughter. The daughter of the man who wanted Babies like Moses to be killed. She gave him the name Moses. She called his name Moses. Why did she do it, Melvin? Because I drew him out of the water. She said, because I drew him out of the water. See, the water saved Moses' life. Now, it was God's doing. See, <laughs> at some point, we have to understand God has a way of doing things. He has a way of doing things. He chose to save Moses through water. He called Moses to be put in the Nile River. And Pharaoh's daughter was coming down to bathe. And she seen the baby. And she had compassion on him. So that's why she gave him this name. Because she took him from the water. He was saved by water. That's what his name means. To be drawn out of water. That's what his name means. We know even as he became of age. Uh, he was about 80 years old. Probably a little bit above that. We know. He came to the Red Sea. And God once again saved him by water. We know the story. We know how the Red Sea was parted. And the children of Israel walked through. And as Pharaoh's army entered in behind them, thinking they could make it across too, <laughs> they were in for the surprise of their life. The water drowned them. The same water that saved another group condemned the other. You know, that's what's happening today. Somebody does not want to be saved by the water. But you better be careful. Because the same water that's saving someone else is going to destroy you. All because you're not on the right side. So that's what we're talking about tonight. Because I want you to be on the right side. And I believe Melvin does also. But I don't believe he would do this if he didn't. So Moses, he was saved by water. Pharaoh's daughter seen him in the water floating in a basket and she had compassion on him. this was God's doing now God had already planned this but she gave him his name because of the water so then we fast forward now so many other events have taken place concerning the water we won't get to it but now once we fast forward back to the New Testament, we find God call a man by the name of John, and we call him the Baptist, which just means baptizer. John the baptizer. God sent him. He said, I want you to go down and baptize. Introduce, introduce them to the water. And then we find Jesus tell us 
He said, you need to be baptized. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He didn't say or. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. This is why we get baptized. Because it should be enough for us that Jesus did it. And we should want to follow in his footsteps. You know, you know, Melvin, <laughs> when people have children, when people have little kids, uh, little toddlers, I mean, they can be two, three, whatever, four. Take, take a father. His child. It doesn't matter if he if that child is male or female, he can go to work. He can be a construction worker. He can dig ditches, whatever. You know, if, if they see him pick up that shovel, you know, that kid, that kid wants to do the same thing. They want to follow in his footsteps. It doesn't matter what gender they are. That child wants to follow in their parents' footsteps. You know, why aren't we that way? Why don't we want to follow in Jesus's footsteps? The things he did, we we don't want to do them. We should want to follow in his footsteps. So let's move now to the book of first Peter, because someone will say that water doesn't save. And then they'll turn around and say, I'm thirsty. I need a drink of water. But now water saves your body physically just as well. Water will save your soul. Now, he's shown us the physical all throughout. As I mentioned, Moses, he was saved by the water. The children of Israel, they were saved by the water. Now, we're going to read here another account in the book of first Peter, chapter three, and verse 20. We're going to find more instances where water saves. So now if you're still on the fence, if you're still trying to understand, if you're still wanting to figure this thing out, let's see what the book has to say about it. So let's pick it up in verse 20, Melvin. Which sometimes we're disobedient. Now, now if this isn't us. <laughs> If this isn't us, Melvin, <laughs> we've been disobedient. A, a lot of times, <laughs> you know, sometimes if we see, <laughs> I'll say a lot of time, because if we hear the word sometime, that might make us think, well, we weren't disobedient that much. It was just some of the time Now we were disobedient a lot of times. But now he's talking about something. Let's see what he's talking about. When once the long suffering of God waited in the days of Noah. So we're talking about the days of Noah. So now you already know what happened in the days of Noah. We know God told him build an ark. Because it's going to rain down from heaven. And everything that's not in that ark, every person. Every beast, every animal is going to be destroyed by the water. If they don't get inside, this was an invitation to be saved. That's what we have today. You have an open invitation to be saved. But now we're preaching the same thing. Be saved by the water. That's what God was telling them. Come in here. And you can be saved by the water. If you enter into this ark, the water is going to rise or raise the ark. And you will be able to survive because the ark is going to stay on the right side of the water on top. But somebody was going to find themselves underneath. So now. God was waiting he was giving an opportunity in the days of Noah. You know, God is waiting right now, giving you an opportunity to be baptized in Jesus name. He's waiting. He's giving an opportunity. But somebody's going to say 
the same thing they said in the days of Noah. Somebody's going to say that. That's crazy. Now, that doesn't make sense. You know, that's what they told him. A group of people who had never seen rain. Look it up. In the book of Genesis, the Bible tells us it had not rained on the earth before the flood. So God was trying to get them to see something you might think is impossible is going to become possible. It's going to happen. You know, we see rain so much now. We <laughs> we thought it was always here, but it wasn't. It didn't start this way. The same way we didn't start out eating animals. Adam and Eve weren't eating pig feet. They didn't start out eating bacon. They didn't start out that way. They didn't start out eating steaks. I know we eat these things now. But the world wasn't always this way. So it's so important for us to know the scriptures. So we're talking about baptism in the days of Noah. Let's see what he said, Mel. While the ark was a preparing. Where Mo it, where Moses. Now that's who was preparing the ark. Moses was preparing the ark. Go ahead, Mel. Wherein few, that is eight souls, were saved by water. Now look at that. Now look at that. Eight souls were saved now somebody will say water don't save nobody now this is plain english here eight souls were saved by water now we know god saved them nobody's going to well nobody should rather debate that with you we know god saved Mo, uh, excuse me noah we know god saved his family his wife sons and they're the son's wives. We know God saved them. But how did he do it? He saved them by water. So now. We must recognize the importance of water. God's been using water to save since the beginning. This isn't anything new. So he says eight souls were saved. They were saved now. By the water. All right. The like figure were into even baptism. Whoa. <laughs> My God. He said, look, I want you to understand something. It's just like baptism today. Don't think water baptism has no part of your salvation. It does. Now, that's not to say just because you get baptized, you're automatically saved. Now, that's not saying that either. But he's trying to get you to see this is a part of your salvation. It's not the whole thing. But this is a vital part. This is a vital part of your salvation. You know, when you're in school. You take so many classes. Now, just because you pass that, uh, it can be. Uh, college algebra just because you passed college algebra algebra now that didn't mean you got your degree that didn't mean you passed uh, all of the, the courses that you needed to take in school but that is a va uh, uh, vital part you needed that class in order to get your degree you needed that you couldn't just say, well, I'm not going to take that one. You know, some things were optional. But now if God says it, it's not optional. I know they might have given you an opportunity to take some electives in school. But we're not talking about electives because God doesn't deal with electives. I hadn't found him give any commandments and say, well, you don't really have to do these commandments. That That's not a commandment. That's not a commandment if he says you don't have to do it. So now, read that again for me, Melvin. The like figure whereunto even baptism doth also now save us. My God. For those that will say baptism don't save nobody. He makes it plain. Peter dealt with it. I'm sure they dealt with it in their day. Now, he went from talking about water saving 
And now he said, look, it's just like today. He took them back to the Old Testament. He said, God used it back then. He's the same God today. He's using it right now. He said, water baptism, it saves you. This is a part of your salvation. Don't let anyone fool you on this. He said, it saves. So I'm hoping we will get curious about it. I know you might not understand how it all works, why it all works the way it works, but accept what it is that you find. He said it saves. Now, we're talking about Peter here. We're not talking about uh, someone who did not know Jesus. This is the one who Jesus chose to be the leader of the apostles. This is who Jesus chose. Jesus chose Peter. And we know Jesus knew all things. He knew what Judas would do. He knew Judas would betray him, yet he still chose him. So now I have to believe Jesus knew what Peter would preach. Jesus knew this. So Peter says, look, water in the days of Noah. Only eight people were saved because of the water, because everybody else rejected. They rejected it. You know, that's what people are doing today. We're rejecting salvation because we don't want to get baptized in Jesus name. We're rejecting. We're doing the same thing they did back then. And, you know, we have the audacity, somebody said, to say, man, if I had been back there, I would have did this. I would have did that. But you're right here today and you still won't do what God said. Because it's the same as it was back then. Right now. God is going to send someone just like he sent John the Baptist. And somebody didn't accept his baptism. You know, you, we found people even then. They didn't want to accept his baptism. Jesus. <laughs> and they knew it was from God. Jesus talked to him about it. We won't get into it. But even then, they didn't accept John, him baptizing. So now Peter clears it up for us. He said, look, water, just, just like back then, water right now saves us. Read that again for me. The like figure whereunto even baptism doth also now save us. He says now saving us. It was saving back then. Water was saving back then. Now the water saves today. Just in the form of baptism. It's saving us today. Spiritually. Now we're not talking about a physical thing. I know baptism is physical. But he's not talking about a uh, physical saving. This is a spiritual thing though. It has a spiritual meaning. I know people have said, well, it doesn't mean anything. It's just showing you're a follower. That's not what Peter said. He said baptism saves you. He didn't say, well, you get baptized because you're saved. He said, no, baptism does also now save you. It's saving you. That's what he said. But somebody has gotten it twisted. Let's read the next part, Mel. Not the putting away of the filth of the flesh, mm -hmm. but the answer of a good conscience toward God. He said this isn't the same thing as you taking a bath. This isn't you going and <laughs> my God. He said this isn't you uh, getting soap and cleaning your filthy flesh. Because you've been outside all day and you've gotten dirty. He said that's not the same thing. He said this is you doing what God told you to do. The answer, he said, but the answer, see, you responded to God. God is looking for somebody to respond to him. He said, respond to me. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. But we found in the book of Isaiah, somebody wouldn't accept that rest. 
somebody wouldn't accept it. They said, look, I don't have to do that. They said, it's not necessary. But Peter said it is. He said, baptism doth also save you. So someone needs to see this in the scripture. Someone needs to hear this. It's saving us. Back then, only eight people were saved. Now, you know, that's sad. That's sad there, Melvin. I don't know how many people were in the world. But the Bible declares it was few saved. So that means most were not. You know, Jesus told us the same thing is going to happen today. Only a few are going to be saved. Why? Because we most won't accept the way we're supposed to be saved. You know, that's the problem we have most of the time out of life. We don't like the way that someone does something. It might be something we want. We might want a piece of chicken. But we say, well, I don't like the way so-and-so does it. You know, it's not that you don't like the certain th that thing. You don't like the way. You know, we feel that way about God. We want to be saved. Oh, we want to be saved. <laughs> Nobody wants to suffer and torture. But the way to be saved, we don't like the way, though. We want the salvation without following the way. We want to make our own way. Isn't that what uh, the scripture tells us? I believe Isaiah said that also. Seven women shall take hold of one man. They said, look, let us do things the way we want to do, man. But still, let us be called by your name, though. We still want to be called Christian. So that's where we are. This is why we get baptized. Now, there's so much more that can be said, but I'm about to cut it off. But. It's important. Now, the scripture themselves say that baptism saves you. So now I already know somebody's still going to say somebody's still going to say baptism doesn't save you. Someone's still going to say it. But for those out there. For those that are willing to hear. He said, whosoever will, let them come. For those who are willing to come, the invitation is still open for you to be baptized in the name of Jesus. It's still open. Let's, let's pick up one last verse in the book of Acts 2 and 38. Because, go to, go to 37 for a minute. Because someone, someone genuinely wants to know what do I need to do to be saved. Because we've heard so many, uh, so many things. Someone says this. Someone says that. Somebody out there truly wants to know. Acts 2, 32 and 37. Now, when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? Now, these people wanted to know. They've heard that they have sinned, that they've been wrong. Now they said, look, well, where do we go from here? We don't have to keep dwelling on the past. You know, that's God tries to get his people to see that. You don't have to keep going back to, well, I messed up uh, yesterday. I messed up in the past. You don't have to keep going to that. Acknowledge it and move on. But what are you going to do from this moment forward, though? You don't have to keep beating yourself up about that. And we don't have to keep beating you up about that. But what are you going to do from this moment forward, though? Are you willing to change? Are you willing to have this mind? They said, men and brethren, what shall we do? Let's see what Peter said, Mel. Then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized. Repent. Have a change of heart, a change of thinking. And be baptized. See, the water saves. Peter didn't change his message. No matter how long he was preaching, he didn't change his message. He said, repent and be baptized. Who did he say it to, Melvin? Every one of you. Every single one of you. 
not just the Jews, not just the Gentiles. You know, people come up with all kind of stuff. He said, every single one of you. And how should they do it? In the name of Jesus Christ. That's the only way. In the name of J-E-S-U-S. In the name of Jesus. That's the name of the Lord. The same name that uh, uh, David went and picked up in the brook. Picked up five smooth stones. J-E-S-U-S. He said, and then he told Goliath. He said, I've come in the name of the Lord. And <laughs> I'm going all over. But we find Paul. When he spoke to the Lord, he asked what his name was. And he said, I am J-E-S-U-S. The name of the Lord is Jesus. That's the name we ought to be baptized in. There's no point in all the praying that we do. We love to say in Jesus name. You know, every time we're afraid, Jesus, you know, there's no point. Of calling on his name. Good God am I. There's no point of calling on his name so much. If we won't even be baptized in it. When it comes down to baptism. We say no not that name. No. <laughs> but so Peter said be baptized. In the name of Jesus. The same name. That David picked up. To fight Goliath. He went down to the water. That's where they got the stones from. Look it up. We won't go there. Go back and look it up. He picked up five smooth stones. Good God Almighty. The stone that the builders refused. We're refusing that name. It's Jesus. See, I'm going. Somebody won't pick up on these things. But God will reveal them to you. It's the name of Jesus. And that's the name above all names that we must be baptized. in. so in my closing remarks, Peter said, be baptized in the name of Jesus. Every single one of you. Peter said, look, that's that is a part of your salvation. It's necessary. We know God sent John the Baptist and I don't believe God sent him for fun. He sent him for the purpose of baptizing Jesus and to introduce baptism to us. And now he didn't abolish it. He didn't do away with it. Now he told the disciples, the 12, the apostles, he told them, look, go and baptize. And now they're telling us the same thing. And somebody's wanting to change it up and say, wow, that's that's not necessary. <laughs> look again. So I've enjoyed you guys. I appreciate you guys. As always, uh, I'm praying somebody would be curious about this. You know, we're curious about a lot of things. We ride down the road. I remember uh, even just the other day, I seen this uh, person's roof. They had a Jeep. Their roof was on fire, Melvin. And you know what I seen? I seen people stop. I mean, people stopped doing whatever they were doing. People coming outside. People you didn't even know were, <laughs> were around. Everybody stopped and looked. People became curious about that. But, you know, when it comes to something like this. Oh, no. <laughs> we'll keep going. We won't even give it a second look or a second thought. But somebody has to be curious about this. The way that Moses was when he seen the burning bush. So at this time, I will turn it back over into the hands of Melvin. Once again, thank you guys for tuning in for anyone who has watched, who will watch, uh, whatever. Uh, those who will like the video, share the video, whatever it is. Uh, we appreciate you guys for uh, just being with us for this uh, short amount of time. So thank you guys once again. Yes, we definitely do appreciate each and every single one of you guys for tuning in and interacting with us because we love the interaction. And speaking of that, we do have a few comments. Um, Brother Roderick is in. Um, thank you for tuning in. And Sister Betty says, praise the Lord and praise the Lord 
to you Praise as well. Him. Thank you for tuning in. David says, amen. Those that believe and are baptized, they shall be saved. And um, then he put Mark 16 and 16. And then it goes on to say those that believe not shall be damned. And then a lot of people will, people will say a lot of things because they'll look at that second part and say, I didn't see him say those that don't get baptized shall be saved. I mean, shall be damned. He just said, if you don't believe, well, if you believe you're going to get baptized. And if you don't believe, then you're not going to get baptized because if you believe in what he said, then you will do that. And it's just so many people fighting it. I mean, what's hard about doing this? You know, we take showers, we take baths because we're doing it for God. We think that is deemed unnecessary, you know, and I believe it's in first Corinthians chapter 10. It says God uses the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. And I know to a lot of people, this message may seem foolish because we're saying if you don't have some guy take you in the water and say, I baptize you in the name of Jesus, then, you know, if you don't do that, then God is not going to accept it. You're not going to be in good conscience with God. Um, somebody said, you're just going into some water they got out the faucet. What's so good about that? You know, it seems like a foolish message, but just like it was back in the days of Noah when he was saying it was going to rain. Tony brought it up earlier. It had not rained. Not in the sense that we think of. It said the, the crops were watered from the ground. So he's telling people water is going to come from the sky. That's nothing but a foolish message. Just like this one is to a lot of people out there. And Tony also said, a lot of people said that, oh, I would have gotten on the ark back then. I would have done this. I would have done that. And even just with the animals that were on the ark, like lions, tigers, and bears, we running from flies today. We running from mosquitoes. We running from wasps. And you mean to say that we're actually going to get on that with those type of animals? I can't say the same. No, I heard a preacher, he said he was saying the same thing. And he said he God placed him in that moment in a dream and said he was running just like everybody else. And I probably would have done the exact same thing. So I'm, I'm always thankful for every opportunity to hear the true word of God. You know, because there are too many different places saying too many different things. I know I've said it a million times there. A church on there's a church just about on every block. Each one is saying something different, and each is saying this is what God told me. You know, a lot of people say, "Well, this preacher said God called him." I heard another great preacher say, "Um, it doesn't mean, matter if God calls you; it's what He tells you to do." See, I can call somebody over and then tell them to sit by me, but if I don't tell them to do anything, they they just sitting by me. He said God probably called you so that you wouldn't say anything, <laughs> but. I see that we don't have any more comments, so I'm going to leave it right there. Um, I just pray that each and every single one of you guys get something, got something out of the message. And for those who listen on the podcast, I pray that you guys do as well. And just an update for um, our Zoom Bible studies. We are going temporarily, hopefully, to have them only on Mondays at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. So we hope to see you guys there, and I'm going to leave it at that. So as I always like to say, rejoice in the Lord always, because today's tribulations are tomorrow's testimonies. Count it all joy. Count it all joy. And one more time, count it all joy. There is reason to be joyful in the midst of every single storm. So if God blesses and says the same, we'll see you guys next Thursday evening with another topic coming straight from the word of God. You guys have a happy, safe, and blessed weekend. We'll see you then. Well, I see we have one comment. Um, Even through the Red Sea, the Lord delivered Israel from Egypt. That definitely true. Um, Tony brought that up earlier as well. The same water that saved God's people, it condemned the other and is doing the exact same thing today. I don't know if I'm going to get any more comments. But, you know, that is so true. That is so true. The same thing is going to happen today. The, the parallelism, if I'm saying that right, <laughs> God is the same today, just as he was yesterday. The stuff that happened in the Old Testament is going to same thing happened in the New Testament. It's just spiritual. Um, I'm, I'm remembering the Passover. 
God said, spread the blood over the, the doorpost. And when he sees that blood, he's going to pass you over for all of your sin. And it's the same way today, except we're not smearing physical blood over our door. We're smearing the spiritual blood of Jesus, the blood of the lamb. Great is the day that the lamb was slain. I remember I was in gospel choir back in college and we sang that song and i had no idea what it was talking about but it sure sounded good to my ears we need to hear that song again man <laughs> oh no <laughs> oh no uh, that's for roger we need to have him on here one day he attends our zoom bible studies and, and he can sing so maybe we can have him on one day i'm sure that will bless a lot of people's ears so I see that we don't have anything else. So again, I'll say it again. Rejoice in the Lord always because today's tribulations are tomorrow's testimonies. Count it all joy. Count it all joy. And again, count it all joy. There is reason to be joyful in the midst of every single storm. So if the Lord blesses and says the same, we'll see you guys next Thursday evening with another topic coming straight from the word of God. You guys have a happy, safe, and blessed weekend. Once again, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening to our weekly Bible study podcast. We hope you enjoyed this evening's message. My name is Melvin Corners, here alone with Minister Tony Banks. You can catch these Bible studies live on Facebook every Thursday evening at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time at facebook.com slash jmsbible. We hope to see you guys there. Thank you. Also, as mentioned in the message, we have Zoom Bible studies every Monday and Wednesday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. To join our messages, all you'd have to do is click the meeting link in the description. There is also a link to listen to all of our previous Zoom messages as well. We hope to see you guys join in on the study. And always remember to rejoice in the Lord always.